Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. We are back after a week off. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. And I have missed them. them so. And the whole gang is back together for the holiday season. Woohoo! It's only been a week. It feels like so much longer. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been like eight years. <laughs> it's been two weeks, but... We'll get you caught up, Charlie. So I have my friends, Amy, Kat, and Charlie with me. And we took last week off for Thanksgiving. So the first question is, how did everybody do Thanksgiving COVID style? Let's start with Amy. Uh, it was good. So my parents live just a mile away from us. So, um, you know, we spend occasional time with them. So they came over for um, dinner. So it was just a total of six of us. So um, it was nice, you know, <laughs> actually, so I've hosted the last couple of years. And what I love is usually it's my mom and my mother-in-law and they basically do all the dishes, like meaning prepare all the dishes. And I just do like mashed potatoes and rolls and wine. And that is just a lovely thing to be able to host and not do very much work. So mine is good. Cat. That's awesome. Well, last we talked, I was planning on going to Almorada for Thanksgiving with my family. Um, and we decided the night before not to go. Uh, we got just feeling the external pressure of, you know, we probably shouldn't be flying anywhere. Um, we found out that the hotel had canceled a bunch of outside activities that we were planning to do. Um, we're spending a lot of money to do it. My, my son, who has a girlfriend, did not want to go because the girlfriend wasn't going. So I thought, here I am going to spend all this money and he's going to be miserable and we're not going to be able to do anything. So I made the call the night before. We got all our money back, um, you know, credited the airline and all that, but we didn't go. So we stayed home. It was the four of us. We had a nice dinner. Um, my son cooked a roast, no turkey. First time I haven't had turkey at a traditional Thanksgiving in a very long time, but it was nice. It was good. Charlie? I uh, once didn't go on a cruise because of a girl in the uh, ninth grade, so I feel your son's pain. You listen, there's, there's only so much time you have. You have to spend it with them. You spend it with your family, Charlie. I know, right? I see you guys all the time. Who cares? Uh, no, for me, it's, uh, it was the same around these parts as you can probably hear right now. Um, I love it. It's nothing but 4,000 kids running around. 
um, and that's immediate children in the house. And that's basically what we did. We just, the only difference was we ate turkey instead of chicken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for poultry. Right. Well, uh, mine was pretty uneventful. It was just the three of us, wife, daughter, me. Um, we tried to like, my daughter was wigging out about not having the traditional Thanksgiving food. Wait, so we tried to. Can we review? She's no longer a vegetarian. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Uh, and so she was wigging out about not having the traditional Thanksgiving food. And so we did the best we could to um, do all the like mom's recipes and all that kind of stuff to kind of at least appease that. And, um, and we really just like sat around and watched planes, trains, and automobiles and uh, just enjoyed the day with each other. And it actually turned out to be pretty nice. My one regret from November though was I did the Movember thing. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago where, you know, the beard was getting pretty white and very Santa helper ish. And, uh, and so it got really itchy and I got bored and I turned it into a bunch of different facial hair things for the end of the month, but nobody saw it because I'm in quarantine. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. So I went Hulk Hogan for a day or two. Um, and then I went just Magnum PI for a couple days. Um, and it was, it was awesome. Rock star. Very cool. <laughs> Amy, no comments. None. So anything else happen on our two week break? So I'm going to tell you my running out of gas story because it's really funny. Um, I was driving to a CrossFit class. And um, first of all, I have never run out of gas in this current vehicle. I've run out of gas once. I think it was in college, like in my neighborhood, in my boyfriend's neighborhood with a really old car that had like an old gas gauge that didn't work. Thus, why I ran out of gas. Never run out of gas in this car. There are two kinds of people in the world, right? The people that as soon as your gas light goes on, you like race to the nearest gas station. Um, that is not who I am as my husband, a thousand percent. And then there's the people that just like, you know, wait until it gets to like zero and then you wait a little bit longer and then you head to the gas station, like when it tells you how many miles you have left. Um, and then you always pay attention to how much gas your car actually takes. And you're like, aha, see, <laughs> like I have plenty of gas. I could have gone longer. So that's, I fall into that latter category. Anyway, going to the gym. I noticed that my gas light's on. I'm like at like five miles to go, I think till empty. The gym's like seven miles away from the house. I'm not worried at all. Um, head to the gym. I get like five minutes from the gym and I realize that I forgot the pair of shoes that I was going to let my friend try on because she's a size eight and a half and she wanted to buy nanos. And I told her I had 8,000 pairs and I would bring her a pair that she could try on. So I turned around, I went back to my house, <clears throat> texted the coach, told him I was going to be late for class, come back in. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this would suck, like running out of gas, you know, on the way to the gym and it's all back roads and like no shoulders, nothing. I'm like, shit. So I roll into class. I quick, like, get all my stuff because I'm literally, I'm five minutes late and I'm never late for class. I pull the key out of my ignition and the key fob separates from the metal piece of the key. So I noticed, like, a week before that there's a little screw part that, like, goes into your key that was loose. And I'm thinking to myself, I got to find one of those tiny little screwdrivers, like, that work on glasses to, like, tighten it. But I never did. So comes out, 
So I take the little tiny key piece. It's got like two little metal pieces on the side and I pull it out and I go into class and I'm all frazzled because I'm late. I broke my key. You know, I forgot my knee sleeves for whatever the workout was, whatever else. Do the workout. My friend tries on the shoes. They don't fit. Take the shoes back. <laughs> I go to start my car with this tiny little nub of a key and I, the engine won't turn on. And I was like, I fucking ran out of gas. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh man, luckily there were so many people still at the gym. I ran in and I figured Melanie, the girl that like, I'll blame her for making me late. Like the one that wanted the shoes. I was like, can you drive me to the gas station? <laughs> She's like, sure. So we go to the gas station. I buy a gas can. I fill it up with gas. She drives me back to the gym. We spend literally 20 minutes trying to figure out how to dispense the gas from this little thing into my tank because it's got this like safety valve on it and this newfangled thing that you have to like twist. I have gas all over me, like all over my hands and sleeves. She got gas all over her. We asked the head coach at the gym, my buddy Everett to come out. He helps us. He gets gas all over him. He finally gets, you know, what the contents of what's left in the gas tank into my car. And we go inside of the gym because we all have to like rinse down because we're all covered in gasoline. So we all wash our hands. Everybody leaves. Everybody's gone. I go back into the car, go back into the car, turn the key. Still won't start. My car still won't start. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, turn it again. I look on the dashboard and there's like, light, you know, the, the engine light comes on and then it just like dies. I'm like, what? And then I notice this green light that I've never, ever seen in my dashboard before. And it's the outline of a key. So apparently I have a safety feature on my car that my key will not start my car unless it is connected to the plastic key fob that it's connected to, which I was not using because it broke. Right. So guess who didn't run out of gas? This girl. <laughs> so I take the key and I take the plastic part and I jam them together and I put it in the ignition and I turn the car and the car was on and fine and I didn't actually run out of gas. I just didn't know how to put my key in the car. Oh, man. But so that's my story. <laughs> it, it's Only kind of, me. It's kind of funny you say that because I we had to go get Corey from Athens, uh, OU, and on the way back, I was low on gas, and there's really only one place to stop for gas between Columbus Metro and Athens. Lancaster. And it's right there in the high right when you get to the Hocking Hills and the flea market area. Yeah. But um. I had, it, the light just came on and usually you have like 60 miles in my car at once, but not thinking that the car was loaded down with all of Corey's stuff mm. and my, and it has like the miles to go and it is clicking at sevens, not like, oh, one, no. but sevens. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I had no idea if I was going to make it or not. And we pulled in and it had like 21 miles to go, but oh, we did yeah, get gas. What a it, day. That was normally, Monday. That was a Monday. Typical, typical Monday. In Columbus, it wouldn't bother me because there's tons of gas stations. But right. to get between those two cities, it is just scar scarce. That's funny. So. Good times. So we have some exciting news to announce. We hit 200 subscribers on Monday. On Monday. Finally. <laughs> yeah. So um, we actually have picked up I think 17 subscribers in the last week. Awesome. So we're starting to roll a little bit um, and that's great, but we hit the 200. 
So that means every time we hit a new hundred, we give away a brand new original RX smart, smart gear jump rope that you get to customize. And so we are prepared. Thank you, RX Smart Gear, for participating in this with us and sponsoring this sweepstakes. Uh, but Kat has a random spin wheel with everybody's name that is, this a is everyone's name. Okay. Spin, and we will get a name of who wins. I didn't see my name on there. I'm pretty lucky. <gasps> Emily Tucker Davis. Emily Tucker Davis. Congrats. Yay. So exciting. You have won a brand new customizable uh, RX Smart Gear jump rope. And I have a code for you. So um, I will try to contact you through YouTube. If you see this, you can contact me through YouTube or Instagram because uh, we're going to post this tonight. And you can comment below and just give me a way to contact you. And I can give you a code and you go on the website. You get to customize your jump rope. And uh, it is a special code that RX will know what that is once it gets there. Uh, and they'll package that up and get it out to you. So congratulations, Emily. But okay. no, please know the contest is not over. Oh, We keep going. Get to 300, um, and we will give away another one. Right. We have eight more prizes to give away. Yeah, all the way to 1,000. This well, is hashtag, hashtag road to 1,000 uh, so that we can bring you live uh, podcasts, and that's going to be awesome. So keep them coming. Share with your friends. Do everything you can to boost that subscription rate up. Uh, we're already over 200 in the last day. We've had some more come through. Uh, so we're already well on our way to 300 and we're excited to see more come in. Yay. Wish we had it's like tough. fireworks and confetti. <laughs> confetti. confetti cannon downstairs. I could do it next time. So I wanted to kind of start the news part of the show with some good news. Uh, if last time we had Dave Newman on from RX Mark here, he was heading to Kauai uh, to work with the Kiala Foundation. And uh, they actually did a ruck over the last weekend uh, where they rucked the island and everybody did kind of the Hawaiian trail run virtually this year. Uh, but there was a group of like Dan Bailey, Teja Persevich, um, some of the uh, Matt, uh, the guy in Colorado, used to be like Matt Bickle, a, Matt Bickle, Matt Bickle. Yes. Thank you, Kat. Mm -hmm. um, they all did a ruck uh, the whole way around the Island um, over three days uh, to kind of simulate the virtual uh, trail run. And they raised over a hundred thousand dollars over the weekend. Wow. So that is, that was awesome. And I just wanted to share some good news uh, as we kind of start into this whole thing. Any thoughts? Uh, Tasia's like a globetrotter. <laughs> she's everywhere. She <laughs> yeah, she's she excited to get home. And on relax. with us last Wednesday and then hop into. And then, but, and she was also, she did that whole army thing that they did with Rich where she flew out of an airplane and. Yeah, that, that was my segue then... into the next agenda item. <laughs> oh, okay. So you Sorry. gave it to us. Perfect. Great. Okay. <laughs> 
So that's some more good news. Um, if you guys didn't see, uh, Mayhem traveled to Fort Knox, Kentucky, uh, and and worked out and did a bunch of cool things with the Army Warrior Fitness Team. Uh, Chandler and a guy named Murph kind of led them around uh, the the complex, and they got to do uh, obstacle course. They played like an ultimate football game. Uh, they blew stuff up. They jumped out of planes. They rode in helicopters. Um, just had the full kind of military experience. Um, and they've documented it over a couple different YouTube videos, uh, if you want to check those out. Uh, but I think what's what I kind of wanted to discuss is, you know, we've talked about Chandler and where he's going to end up. You know, he's getting out of the Army in February. Who is he going to have as a coach? Where is he going for programming? You know, and there's some speculation that that may be mayhem. But the thing that I kind of got caught off guard with on these videos is it appears that Mayhem is establishing a relationship with the Army Warrior Fitness Team. Uh, and that this is going to be an ongoing relationship even after Chandler is out of the Army. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I mean, Mayhem, and to their credit, is, is reaching out and making partnerships with a lot of people. Right, they've got the Bergner strength thing happening. Um, this, I just think it's it's very smart and calculated way for them to just like permeate all aspects of this fitness ethos that we've created that we're all a part of. And I think it's brilliant. I mean, they're they're going to be relevant sort of in every every little niche of of fitness and CrossFit. I think it's great. And whoever is the mastermind behind it is just like they're doing the right things. So my guess is the mastermind is Rory. Yeah, potentially. Since he has landed in Cookville and kind of got his feet under him, uh, the media scope that they are covering now is so much bigger. Yeah. And he was a big part of the, um, being, he was at the Army Warrior Fitness Group and kind of did some stuff there. But he, at the end of it, he talks about, we're going to go on a ton of adventures and we're mm -hmm. taking you all with us. And so I think this is just another piece of that. Just another reason to move down there yeah. and become part of the family. But I could definitely see Chandler joining the Mayhem crew for sure. Oh yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yep. I think it would be so fun to just sit around and watch them. Like just yeah. to listen to their banter. I mean, yes, to watch their fitness, but also their banter, I think would be awesome. He's, yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, did you notice that Justin Medeiros is heading down there too? In the next day or two, if he's and, not already there. Uh, Sam Cornier mm -hmm. is headed there today too. Very cool. So yeah, they it. must be having like a big epic athlete summit. I, I can't see invite. Justin leaving his coach. What if his coach moves too? What if they have like a little Tia Shane situation down there? It doesn't have to be mayhem. Hmm. You know? I, I mean, Tia and Matt are not really part of that umbrella necessary. I mean, well, they are, but they aren't. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you listen even to Tasia talk when she was on with us, the coaching of Haley was not really coaching. No. You know, they just work out together. Yep. It's just kind of a, you know, the camaraderie and, and I'm sure they, after the workout, they sit and discuss the, the strategies and, things like that and they get to know each other pretty well but it's not that 
like Bergeron, Kotler, kind of separate coach that that's eyeing everything up. Yeah, well, and I think it's be just because Rich is still actively involved in the sport himself. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put it past anyone for them to create something like, a, a, you know, what Comtrain is with Mayhem and, and Rich being sort of the, you know, the godfather of all of that potentially when he, you know, decides to retire from competition. Um, again, I think they're just laying the ground, groundwork. You know, they've got Hinshaw, they've got um, Matt Hensel, who's like this mindset coach and everything else. They're just, they're putting all the building yeah. blocks together to make it like this really cool thing. They've got the endurance thing, the mindset thing, the Burgunders now are there, yeah. like for Olympic all- lifting. Like it's just, it's going to be an athlete camp. Yeah. It's a, it's a great place to taste, test your fitness and where you're at. Yeah. I mean, even just those weekends with Rich, it already is a camp, you know, it already, they've already created it, but they're just making it better and enhancing it. And like I said, just um, like the tentacles are getting longer and reaching out to all different places. It's awesome to see. Yeah, that's a great point. The trainer with Rich's are like a, a beta test. Yeah. As to how this can work out. And it's probably pretty profitable too. Yeah. <laughs> they, got, they got a good thing going down there for sure. Yeah. All right, I talked so, to Eliana yesterday. She's no interest in moving to Tennessee, but I'm still working on her. So we'll see. She's my youngest. She's only 15. So she has to live with me for another couple of years. Well, the next thing on the list is I uh, woke up this morning. Uh, Armin Hammer had uh, posted this on Instagram. And then I did some further research, which there's not a lot out there, but um, well, I'm, I'm kind of ahead of myself. First of all, CrossFit headquarters has moved. Boulder. To Boulder, Colorado. Which is like, is it two miles or like two blocks from CrossFit Sanitas? Yeah, it's, it's, sure it's right really there. It's really close. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's two miles from Eric Rose's house. Oh, his house. Okay. So that's um, very convenient for our new CEO uh, to just walk down the street. Um, and a lot of the people he's hired in key positions already were living in Boulder. So it will be easy for them. Uh, but they have purchased a retail space uh, nice. and, are, and are moving in there uh, in the very near future, in the next couple of days, weeks or so like that. So, so no longer in California or moving to Colorado. And also this morning we woke up, this is what Armin Hammer posted is that, uh, an LLC named CrossFit Aggregator uh, raised $35.8 million from 60 different investors. And there is a link to Eric Rosa and that group. Uh, So there is, nobody really knows what that is for, what they're trying to accomplish with that money. But that's a 35.8 million is a pretty good chunk of change. I'd probably bend over and pick that up off the street if I saw it laying around. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it can only mean good things, right? I know, you know, people are trying to make something nefarious out of it, but I think it's, you know, it's probably going towards whatever that next thing that Eric wants to focus on. Like they're talking about a, a platform 
you know, for all affiliates to use that, that will, you know, house data and workouts and membership and payments and things, or it's going to, maybe it's a media budget, you know, who knows? I don't think any well, of it could be like a stimulus to a current affiliate owner. But yeah, I mean, that would be awesome too. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, I, I wouldn't see that as an investment to get 60 investors to come in on because yeah, the chances likely, of getting but... that back are not great. Um, the name aggregator is a data term. Yeah. Um, so my guess is it's more towards that data collection piece yeah. and building a platform to put that on. Um, I think that makes more sense. Um, and I didn't put it on our agenda, but they are still fighting Congress to get be part of the stimulus package uh, for the gyms. That, that group of Zumba, mm-hmm. Orange Theory, CrossFit, all of that. Um, that's still ongoing. That's still been in the news pretty much every day, every other day since the last time we met. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's more, that's their way into the stimulus packages to the government. I'm excited. Like I said, I don't, I I think whatever it is, it's gotta be something good. Yeah. Everybody we've talked to that's been around Eric in the last few months has said that the vibes are just good. Everybody feels like we're heading in the right direction. So I think we have to trust that. Yeah. And I had my first um, affiliate representative Zoom call today with a couple other affiliates in, um, in my region, my district, District 14 or something like that. Um, so yeah, that was cool. So things are, you know, that, that thing that they did, you know, is is real and you know they're working towards trying to you know create this collective of affiliates and you know we'll see where that goes but that was kind of cool to be a part of today um who is your representative over there um my representative is george dobbins he is the the owner of crossfit dover it's a 13-year affiliate it was the first affiliate in delaware and the district is Delaware, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and DC. So a pretty substantial area. Yeah. There's some big cities. Yeah. Encompass there. Yeah, I haven't heard if if anything's happened in our region as to anything like that. Um, but I will check on that and see what I hear. Yeah, it was cool. So speaking of affiliates, uh, something big went down over the weekend. Um, And that is that CrossFit LLC has actually taken away its first affiliation. Um, And that is uh, Athletes Unleashed. Uh, It's an affiliate in Buffalo, New York. Um, The owner sent out an email, a very derogatory email. Uh, And the, the, the story is, is that they were to host a competition that competition got postponed and then canceled. And one of the people who signed up for the competition asked for a refund. And the email, I'm sorry. Which is reasonable. Which is reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they didn't get a request from everyone. (laughs) And the response was atrocious. Uh, The guy basically said, eat my ass. And then called her um, racially, said racially insensitive things about where she was from and uh, things of that nature. And CrossFit 
removed their affiliation. And CrossFit actually went to get their, the affiliate side of the story and the affiliate owner admitted to everything that had happened. And so they, they removed their affiliation. And that is the first time that I know of that that's happened um, and probably would not have happened under Glassman's reign. You think that he asked for his affiliate fees back? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. That was depends not on, the story. Yeah, depends on when he had to renew and all that. But I wonder, I wonder how CrossFit came to know about it. Like, did the woman who received the email Report. send something to HQ and say, hey, this is what one of your affiliate? Like, I'm just curious to know, like, the details of how that all went down. Um, yeah, the Morning Chalk Up did a story on Sunday, which they never really release stories on a Sunday. Uh, but and it was written by Justin himself. Mm. Um, in the story, there's no no piece about how they c- came to know about it um, or anything like that. Um, yeah. Have they responded since the affiliate's been removed? Not CrossFit, sorry. The the previous affiliate owner. No, he just said that he admitted that he really he did send the email that way. Uh, they are still alive as a gym. Uh, but they just can't be a CrossFit affiliate. Crazy. Yeah. So I just, I, I, it's, it's another one of those things, you know, they keep preaching inclusivity and um, things like that. And this is something where there was a derogatory comment made to someone of another ethnicity and they took action. So they're backing up what they're, they're, they're talking about, which makes you believe that they're, head, they're doing what they're say, saying they're doing. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but uh, my girl, my pick for the win at the CrossFit Games has left comp train. Brooke Wells. Uh, she has not made an announcement. I keep checking her Instagram to see if she has made a comment as to this. The only comment about this came from Ben Bergeron himself, who basically thanked Brooke for all she had done. And it, w- it was I hate, weird. I hate it was reading, weird. I hate reading emotion into text because that's not always fair to do, but it did come across a little weird. At, well- and just out of place. Like, who does that? Who, who would like preempt the athlete to, for that news to say like, this is what's happening now, unless Brooke and Ben had an agreement that Ben would be the one to sort of release this information, how he saw fit. I think that's fine. But all the comments on Instagram about what a great guy he is. And, Oh, what a, you know, what is class act? Like, I don't get it. What, what about that post makes him a class act? He basically just like said that she was great and she was leaving. Like, how does that make you a class act? I don't understand it. And nothing again, like, I'm not trying to like hate on Ben Bergeron. Um, no, I'm not. Like, I just don't understand it. Like it just, it is, it's weird. It's weird. He's trying to um, scoop the story or, you know, kind of be in control of the narrative. Well, that's creepy then if that's the case like the, i have a problem with that i mean i've never i've never 
give me give me another instance where that's happened in the sport. Like, does Michelle uh, Latondra come out and be like, just want to let you know, Laura Harvath is no longer my athlete. She's going to go and do, like, no one does that. Who does that? Yeah, he didn't do it when uh, Matt Frazier left. Was, right. He was his coach. Yeah, I, th I think Amy's on to something. It's almost like he was trying to control the narrative. Yeah, but for wh why? Maybe like, there was a falling out. And he didn't want her to, uh, this is totally speculation, everybody that's listening. Well, then that's even more manipulative and creepy and douchey of him to do then, if that's the case. And, yeah, I don't know. Like you and I said, like, I think you had said, like, it's very, it seemed, or maybe I said, it seems very self-serving. So, or you said passive-aggressive or something, but it was like, yeah, it was weird. Maybe, maybe it's because she works out with Street. Street got rid of Cat. Now here we are. It's all full circle here. Oh, Maybe Ben is jealous of Street. I'm jealous of Street. <laughs> I said what I said. That's interesting. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff to <laughs> unpack in that one. <laughs> the the only other the only thing I want to kind of put out there as well, other than just drama, is. You know, we talked to somebody that is close to Brooke, and I don't want to—I don't want to point out who said this. If you go back through our episodes, you can probably figure it out because he said it on this episode. But someone close to Brooke said she was really beat up going into the games. A month prior, she had one of her best performances of her career in Phase One of the games, and to be beat up a month later. Right. What happened? What? So could it be that she didn't, she didn't like the coaching she was getting leading up to the games and felt that that stunted her performance? Well, and, and, and I think it's a little bit of a conflict of interest for Ben to be coaching two top female athletes that are competing against each other. And clearly Ben puts more of his attention towards Katrin than he does towards Brooke. I mean, Brooke didn't even get Harry as her coach, as her plus one at the game. She got like the, the C team, the third guy that's like on their uh, CFNE podcast. Like, I didn't even know he was a coach. I thought he was just like a media guy. Not that like I'm the authority on who's, well, coach, who's a coach. And you know, after the games, Ben announced like a new structure of their coaching, elite coaching, where he's kind of overseeing all of the athletes and then everybody's going to have their own individual rather than him be focused yeah. on one or another. And so maybe she wasn't keen on that. You know, I mean, the writing's on the wall too, though. She'd already moved down to Nashville and had, you know, had a change of pace. She probably was going to ride this out through the games and then probably had plans to move anyway. Or but yeah, the post was weird. <laughs> maybe he needed to restructure because of that, because she was feeling or others were feeling you put too much focus on one athlete and it's not um, yeah i'm both equally i mean it's obvious to all of us that katrin is a surprise you know athlete yeah um, Nicole. So, yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if it was oh okay I'm, now it's time to restructure he always talks about cat and cole oh cool. like yeah. it's cat and cole cat and cole mm -hmm. you know and he's got a lot of other top athletes in that stable that are up and coming that deserve, you know, I mean, Katrin was champion in 2016. 
That was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, not that quant guy. I mean, you don't want to focus on him. No. Right. Or, or Amanda Barnhart. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. Yeah, that quant guy, the just second fittest man in the world. Whatever. Yeah, he's just, he was, he was working out in the corner. It's fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. I love wow. the drama though. It's fun. It's fun to. <laughs> and I, I, I don't want to say that we're like trying to like um, bully or, you know, beat up Ben Bergeron. I think we're just trying to understand him. I think we're trying to understand this dynamic and that that's why we're really kind of discussing it. Like, why is this yes. happening? What is it, what's causing these decisions? And It's a mystery. And, and we might as well go to our stupid questions of the week. Yes. Because we're, I'm going to go to question two first, since we're talking about all of this. It's kind of a perfect segue. And that is, um, if you were an elite CrossFit athlete and had to decide on a coach and or programming, who would you go with and why? And some examples that are out there are Mayhem, Comp Train with Ben Bergeron, Justin Kotler, Shane Orr, Deca Comp with Michelle Latondra. Um, or, or if there's somebody else that you would want to go with, those are just some that are out there. So let's start with Charlie. Hmm. This is a very tough question. I would probably feel like Shane does a great job at making adjustments into people's weaknesses um but from the what i've seen from michelle i like her too plus she's um works with australians so that's uh that's fantastic so um i'm gonna go with a guy named um marcus creatorial next Owner I feel as though I would get the focus that I needed. Are you missing something, Charlie? Are you not getting what you need right now? Oh, he would if he showed up. Okay, just checking. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Marcus is the owner and head coach at CrossFit Shred, where these three go. Shred CrossFit, sorry. I get that wrong every time. All right, you have the mic, cat. Who would you go with? So, I, this is a no-brainer for me. Um, and it's not who you think. Um, We're going to be twins on this. No, I don't, I don't think so. I would go with Training Think Tank and Max Elhaj. I think oh, he's... outside the box. He, I, I mean, not mine, but maybe yours. Yeah, I think oh, I have Travis a lot does. of... I have a lot of respect for, um, for Max and what he's trying to do. Um, He's trying to build, you know, like a, like a little mini complex down there in Atlanta where he can train athletes. And, you know, we're talking like outdoor space and indoor space. And I just like the vibe down there. Um, I listen to their podcast a lot. Um, Kyle Ruth, who I got to meet at um, Masters Fitness Collective is one of his athletes and coaches there. And I really like and respect him. Um, I just, yeah, I love how they dissect workouts too, when they do like the open workouts, they'll film like two athletes and they will just like go at it like minute by minute, break down everything, transitions. Um, it's just a cool, I, I don't know, cool vibe down there. I like it. It's, it's odd that you would go with that cerebral coach. 
Yeah, it's very right? <laughs> very odd. <laughs> yeah, so odd. Amy? I'm going Justin. Yeah. Uh, Justin Cutler, and here's why. Um, well, I've, I've said on here like numerous times, I think that one of the biggest parts of coaching is building relationships and connections and all that. So really, Justin's the only one I've actually talked to, you know, like on this podcast and, and felt, you know, like had conversations and conversation or connections. So I feel I would pick him because I feel like I would have the most connection with him. And you might actually meet Con Porter. And I could in person. They, they got each other on the phone. <laughs> I'd be like, let me just borrow that real quick. <laughs> I agree with Amy. I would go with Justin Kotler. Look at you guys becoming Kotler fans. I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, after talking to him and seeing how much he cares about all of his athletes, how emotional he gets talking about what they mean to him. Um, and at this point in my life, that's what I need. Yeah. I need yeah. that. I totally. need the love and I need the caring. Um, I was going to go with CrossFit Clarity, but they're, I heard they're full. <laughs> yeah, I can't take on any more games athletes. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Kotler uh, is just, man, he, he won me over in, that, in the interview we did with him. I agree. Huge um, cool. Plus, the man can sing like no other. And he yeah. could sing as our workout music. I love it. So that's so cool. I didn't pick mayhem because I think I would like seriously hurt myself if I get wrapped up. Tried to treat, yeah, every like every once a month. Day probably. two, <laughs> too much. It's too much. I I didn't pick mayhem because I think I would be in awe. Yeah, like of, too starstruck and just like yeah. There there are, there are few few people that get to me when we interview now because like we've just been doing it for a while. Yeah. Man, Tasia got to me. Uh, <laughs> I, she did. It, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, I felt like such a fanboy at the beginning of that interview, um, and I don't Just know if the I beginning? did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, and um, I've been around Rich enough. I think I could be. I'd be okay around him. Uh, but just that whole crew, like even Rory, like I, Rory, it's too much. The yeah. guy's chiseled. Like, how do you Who's stand around that thing? What's that? Looks like a Ken doll. Oh yeah, he does. He's a handsome man. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Sarge. <laughs> yeah, right? Chiseled. Chiseled. Man. Oh, boy. Was it really that obvious? Okay. I wasn't even there and I saw it. <laughs> okay. Um, so then we're going to go back and I'm taking a question. I'm stealing it from Kat. I love that. She that. posed to, uh, Tasia, apparently the person I fan boy over the most. Um, she posed to her, who would you want to have as a companion? How, who would you want to be arrested Travel with? companion. Travel, Travel companion. companion. Uh, arrested with and teach. Have be a teacher. Be your teacher. Of, of the Mayhem crew. And if you want to find out what Tasia said, you can go back to that episode, episode 90, and check that out. But I want to pose it to you guys of this crew, right here, the four of us, 
who would you want as those three things? Travel companion, teacher, and arrested with. So let's start with Amy. I loved this question. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the PG version of like F, Mary, kill, right? Yeah. Yep. Is this teachers in life or teacher in CrossFit? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Your interpretation. Yeah. Okay. I choose Kat as my travel companion because I think we would have a lot of fun and enjoy doing the same things traveling. Uh, Schweitzer, I would choose you to be my teacher because I text you constantly about things in videos to look at of, of my CrossFit stuff. And I think you have a great eye. Charlie, I would definitely want to get arrested with you um, for a couple of reasons. One, I think we'd have a good time and then get arrested. And then secondly, um, I know that if you and I got arrested together that my prison pump push-ups would be on point. <laughs> so those are my choices. All legit push-ups too. Yeah, they would be. All right, Charlie. Uh, I don't want to go last. <laughs> All right, Kat. All right, well, mine's a carbon copy of, of Amy's, but I'll give different reasons why. So my travel companion, definitely Amy. I think, again, like we don't get to spend that much time together. So I think it would be really fun to, to travel with you. Um, Scott, you'd be my teacher for sure. You've already taught me so much um, and hopefully you will continue to do that for years to come. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably want to get arrested with Charlie or one of his kids. <laughs> for sure. I mean, because sure. it just looks like, it seems like a party all the time. So You don't want to be there. in a cell with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go next. Uh, so, so mine's similar. Mine, my com travel companion is Kat. We've already done it. Yeah. We know it works. Um, and we're both really laid back about things and don't get stressed out about too much yeah. and laugh about a lot of things. Cause it was really stressful the first day traveling, traveling with cat. <laughs> and we, we just laughed it off and had a good time. Amy teacher. Uh, I reach out to you a lot. You give me a lot of advice in life as well as CrossFit. Um, and so teacher for sure. And Charlie, the arrested with, which seems to be the theme uh, because he would be able to turn it into the best story ever. <laughs> I'm not going to take offense that all three of you think that I'm the one getting arrested, but that's, you know, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. It, it probably just means that we don't want to travel with you and we don't want to learn anything from you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> think of it that way. <laughs> right. Here's what I can picture. I can picture have it, the officer comes up and you could, would say, see, what had happened was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to jail. We're negotiating yeah, right. our way out of there. Yeah, that's right. Well, the crazy thing is like, I think we could all travel together and oh, have yeah. a blast. Um, we're probably all good teachers. I mean, I've learned mm -hmm. stuff from Charlie. I've learned stuff from Kat. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure we can all get arrested too. So yeah, yeah. give it time. So I will say uh, I would get arrested with Scott because... Like I said, we'll probably talk, talk, talk our way out of it uh, so that we don't actually get arrested. I would learn from Kat because she probably knows more things that I understand that she knows. Um, 
there's some, some things going on in Delaware that probably no one knows, but she is privy to. Uh, and then I would travel with Rudy because we have before and yeah, I'm her kid's funkle. So there you go. It's true. He's the funkle. Love it. Well, that was fun. And thank you, Kat, for bringing that up in an interview and yeah. I rightfully stole it. So now we're going to talk about who our guest is next week. And I'm going to turn that over to Kat because she's actually the one who got them. Yes. So we are talking about multi-games athlete uh, Tim Paulson, who is co-owner of CrossFit Palace in Red Bank, New Jersey. Very excited. It was a good talk. It was. Uh, it was a talk like you're just chatting with your friends. Yeah, he's a good dude. And new dad, too. Yep. We had, we've had a lot of those on. No more excuses about dad bots, huh? Yeah. Right. Well. <laughs> and he's, he's one of those, like, he is really, really smart. Yeah, smart guy. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, though, because I didn't, know, I didn't know that before. Like, I known who he was. We have some mutual friends in the sport and in coaching and things like that. So I felt like I knew him, kind of, but I didn't really know him. Um, and I learned a lot. Yeah. You learn a lot about people when you sit down for an hour and, you know, grill them with questions. So it was cool. Yeah. I have, you know, I always end up having so much more respect for these people after we interview them than I did before. Not, and not to say that I didn't before, cause if I didn't, I wouldn't have asked them to come on the show in the first place, but yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. <clears throat> so that's going to be fun. That'll be out Monday at 11 AM. So look for that. And then now or two, the best thing from the internet. And we've had two weeks to compile something. So hopefully, hopefully we got something. So let's start with, I'm going to start with Charlie because he keeps deferring. I don't like that. Listen, I think there's only really one choice for me. And it's the fact that Mike Tyson fought. <laughs> but you, didn't even, but you didn't even watch it. I did watch it. No thanks to you, I found someone and I watched it. So, he looked great for a 57-year-old man. Wow. 54. Whatever. <laughs> 50s. Don't punch me, Mike, because I know he's listening. It's all good. Um, I mean, it was surprisingly good for two guys who probably shouldn't be in the ring. Um, also, Nate Robinson looked surprisingly terrible, which um, he's definitely created the, one of the greatest memes that you'll ever uh, get to use. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that's, you know, based on our history with this podcast, I think I had no other choice. But and it's probably the only reason you came on tonight. Exactly. <laughs> See you in eight weeks, people. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, I got to say, I, I was looking so forward to it. Um, and my, my, the Russian satellites aligned for me to be able to watch it live. Um, when I was living in Florida, Roy Jones was training an hour away from us. And we watched every, 
What's that? Pensacola. Well, then he was training in Panama City, uh, which is spring break spot. Uh, but we watched all of his fights when I lived in Florida. And so I was, I was stoked for both. Mike Tyson was my hero in, when I first got to college. And Roy Jones, we watched all of his fights when we lived in Florida. And so I didn't know who to root for at the beginning of that fight. And then Mike threw just a couple, he threw a couple punches. It was like, whoa, that's Mike. And then it just got to be, that's who I wanted to win. And uh, cause it was fun watching. And he tried to throw that, uh, the body blow into the uppercut and that, and he almost went, Roy got his chin out of the way just in time or it would have been lights out. It would have been bad. <laughs> Very bad for, for Mr. Jones. He saw Jones fight in Russia the last couple times. It's not been pretty when that uppercut hits. What, was it a slap, uh, yeah. Russian slap fight or was it a boxing match? Oh, that's next week's. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Kat. Okay. So I may have shared this with you guys, but TikTok. Jimmy Reese. J-I-M-M-Y-R-E-E-S. He is, uh, I think he's an Australian comedian or a British comedian. He does this series on the guy who decides what packaging food goes into. There's eight parts of it. I have watched all eight parts probably a hundred times and I have shared them with anyone that will listen to them. <laughs> I've, clients will come and I'm like, hey, you seen this Jimmy Reese thing on TikTok? Let me, let me show it to you. He goes on, it's basically him talking to himself. Him, he's a drunk self. He's drinking like sloppily. And the guy's got like a clipboard and he's like, so what do we, you know, what do we put strawberries in? And he's like, put it in a see-through container. That's plastic. And he's like, okay, what about raspberries? He's like, put it in a smaller container that's see-through, but put a little pillow on the bottom of it. Like, it's just, he talks about all these nuances of these different packaging. They talk about He's like, what should we put such and such in? He's like, put it in a tin can with a little pop-up lid that you can open. And the yeah. guy's like, okay, what about beets? Another, another can with the lid? And he's like, no, you have to use a can opener to open the beets. And it's just so, so funny. And they go through all kinds of products. They talk about scissors and little toy cars, the different kinds of milk. Like when you think about milk, it's in a, what, a, a, a waterproof cardboard or something like that you know and there's like well how will we open it and he's like let them figure it out <laughs> you know it's just it's hysterical so funny jimmy reese tiktok awesome amy okay so charlie sent me this the other day on instagram and it's been it was a redo but i still i still think it's good and it was on fluffy duck and it's britney spears doing her home workout and she's like doing like quarter squats you know and, and some other stuff and fluffy duck is just like no rep no rep on everything that she's doing and you know i just Brittany, i think is struggling in, in life so i, I don't want to make fun of that but she says she's the happiest she's ever been so i'm just saying that the fluffy duck was fun awesome there were good reps they were not good reps. I would have definitely no rep them. So mine was the Tyson Jones fight um, as well. So I'm going to switch it over to, um, I had told you guys I was binge watching West Wing and I was trying to get through all the Aaron Sorkin shows uh, 
before the end of the year. And so I am actually done with West Wing. I have done all of Sports Night. And I am halfway through Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. And then all I have left to do is the newsroom. And I'll have finished all of the Aaron Sorkin TV shows before the end of the year. That's something to put on your resume for 2020. Right. Yep. Super impressive. They it. make me happy. I love the writing. Aaron Sorkin is my man crush. Um, and I just love them. And it's, it's brought me great joy. Love Basically, it. I just run them while I'm at work. If I'm not in a meeting, they're just running in the background. Um, but yeah, I just love it. Can I give a teaser for maybe the next Wednesday that we talk of, of an idea? You know what Absolutely. I know you know what it is, Schweitzer. I think we should have a discussion on here. And maybe oh, if it's that, I'm vetoing. Okay. No, you can go ahead. I'm just kidding. That I would like to have a discussion about what are, what, what are the standards of a push-up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because this, this seems to, I have talked to many coaches, and I'm telling you, it is split down the line on both sides. So I think, Really? Yes. Even, even our boy Eric, I messaged him and asked him his thoughts. So I will say what he's responded with. So I just think that would be good. So here's the question of it. The CrossFit standards of a push-up, and this is the part I'm looking for, says, says chest and thighs to the ground and up. Is that, are you stating a fact? Like, I, yes. that, I have absolutely looked it up, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes, so everybody, so, so we'll Impossible. discuss when we talk to people or when we talk next week about if, if it's chest and thighs or, or, or what, because I hear most people say, no way, no thighs to the ground. I, I think mean, it's if you're the Danny, word. If you're Danny Spiegel, of course you can do that. Well, would you say Schweitzer? I think it is the wording used. It doesn't mean that they have to touch the floor. They have to move toward the floor, but we can get into that next week. Yeah, but I would like to see some comments. If we got some of our listeners, maybe they can comment and we can address them next. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I see what you're saying, Scott. Anatomically, if you're in a straight line and one hits and the other one can't hit <laughs> for whatever reason, like no matter what shape or whatever, then I think that's okay. But you saw, did you see my video? Yeah, totally. Did, no, did, I mean, yeah. no, I meant Scott. Did you see the video oh, where I do? I okay. See. I'll send you the video. Cause it's pretty funny it where I, where I demonstrate the, the okay. Woody Woodpecker. Okay. I look forward to it. <laughs> Uh, so before we get out of here, uh, don't forget Road to 1,000, hashtag Road to 1,000, uh, trying to get to the 1,000 uh, subscribers. It's actually awesome. We're over 200 now. You know, we've only had YouTube up seven months maybe at this point. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, we want to get to 1,000 so we can do some live stuff. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, I know Amy called my boy Bacon out last time. And he took offense to that and went back and commented on every video we've released. <laughs> we, we know. I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, last time we recorded, Amy called him out for not participating for a while. So he went back and commented on every question. And I want to acknowledge and, and show appreciation that he did so. Yes, that was Thank good you. stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, he's currently mad at me because I didn't get him a shout out from Tasia like you did for your boy. Uh, but, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, do all that. It helps the algorithm. It gets us out there a little bit more. Um, it's been fun with this uh, Spotify wrapped up. Uh, a lot of people are sending me that we are in their top five podcasts. Uh, I, I just put one up on my Instagram that from Norway where we ended up on her top five uh, in yeah, Oslo, cool. Norway, Love it. Uh, which was awesome. So, and since the last time we met, we have added two new countries. I sent it to you guys. It is Taiwan, Taiwan. and Chile. Was it hungry? No, it's uh, it's South America. Chile. Chile. Is that what you said? Yes. Hungry, Chile. <laughs> Sorry, Ian, we were talking over you. It's okay. <laughs> so, to, so we welcome Taiwan and Chile to the the mix. Very cool. Uh, we're at fifty four countries now around the world that we have listeners, uh, which is really cool. I ran the Spotify for this podcast, and in Spotify alone, we have been heard in thirty eight countries. Very cool. Uh, overall, in with all of the podcast platforms, it's fifty four, which is really cool. Yeah. So we keep growing. Uh, this, this last couple weeks, uh, after the release of James Hobart, Samuel Quant, and Tasia Persevich, we have actually made huge strides uh, in our listenership, uh, and a lot more people subscribed, so that's been awesome. And we hope to bring you continued big names uh, as we move forward in this CrossFit life that we live. Uh, I sent out some requests today just on a whim to see who we could get and hopefully we can get some of those. And until next time, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale fitness and friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. Remember you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.